Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the number one motorcycle podcast in the Philippines. Kapasig ng bread. Mutang sa pasig eh. Metro walk lang tayo, man. Welcome to another episode of Two Nine Rider. I'm with Jolly Alarcon and Bakpago, and this is Iba Bernardo. Today is pretty awesome. We've got our special guest, podcast extraordinaire, uh, ESPN sportscasters, with us again. Oh yeah, I, oh. I, I stayed behind for <laughs> for this episode. Shh, it's a separate. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Gino Rufino. <laughs> What's up, guys? And our special guest for this episode is well, it's arguable if he's a kung tunay na rider siya. Malalaman natin yun. Malalaman natin, but he definitely has impacted the lives of many, many, many tunay, tunay na, na riders. riders. Yeah. And it's George Ruyeka from Angkas. Hey guys. But kay Gino, walang palang pa. Ay, but kano? Hindi ako special. Gino, hey Gino, eh? hey man. <laughs> All right, so we usually have a lot of questions for riders, but this is a kind of unique uh, episode because we'll be talking about angkas and its impact on riders. So George, uh, what? How did angkas start? With traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a health hazard. Yeah. Ano ba ni James? With his powerful moving speech, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's I, harm reduction. That's should, what sh- it is. We, sh- we should put some sound effects or a musical score behind that speech, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make very, it. very effective. You know, one of those Gold Coast posts. Contrary to popular belief, motorcycle taxis is not new. Um, it's oh, everywhere. Yeah. It's Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand. In the Philippines, it's all Ooh, over the yeah. Philippines. Oh, you know, there are 18 million motorcycles. Actually, 18.8 already motorcycles wow. in the entire country, and there's um, three million cars. And 50 percent of those cars are in Metro Manila. Fifty <laughs> percent of all cars in the entire country wow. is in one island, wow. which okay. is Metro Manila. Not just an island, Not one city, an, yeah, <laughs> one yeah, metropolitan. One yeah, well, yeah. 17 cities, right? But um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, hence the, the traffic and all of these issues in Carmageddon. But if you go outside, no, even just Bulacan, not even far, you'll Bulacan. see that it, the entire landscape for automobiles changes. It's really a motorcycle country. Um, Habal Habal has been here, arguably, whoever you talk to, 20, 40 years, you know, started in uh, Mindanao and whatnot. Um, and we were just there to professionalize it, essentially. So we slapped on training. Uh, put on a uniform, put on some insurance. Um, it's on an app so that you're able to track it and you'll have a steady flow of uh, customers and also be able to book on demand so you don't have to wait in terminals. In Metro Manila, could you believe there are 200 terminals for Habal Habal just in Metro Manila alone? These are new? 
old, dude. Like even before I was born. Okay, so I know I've, 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 I've obviously I've you know that. one terminal, yeah, right. The famous uh, Edsa uh, McKinley Terminal. That's like the biggest terminal in the entire country. So there are two hundred of these unregulated habal yeah. habal terminals. Yes, yes. I'm obviously a bit biased because my wife, who I've been trying to get to ride a motorcycle, I've bought her several motorcycles and we've done the Honda riding school together. And the biggest reason why she doesn't ride motorcycles is because of Ankas. She actually feels that <laughs> she feels it's safer? safer riding on an Ankas than you than riding with me. <laughs> She's probably correct. She's probably correct. That She's probably correct. I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this. I took the Ankas test in Tagig. I did the course and I failed so bad. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on video. We haven't released in, that video yet. I need it. that video. Napakasama na yung performance ko dun. And, and wala pang backrider nun. I was just going through there. I know they're going through the course. I, I think I'll probably fail the Ankas course. Well, I mean, I'll never it's not be an easy. Biker. Well, not easy. I mean, you shared with us, Gino, your, your last Ankas. I mean, you're, the last time someone rode Pillion with you. Yes. And that didn't turn out. No, no, well. no. Uh, <laughs> the last time somebody rode Pillion with me, she actually didn't fall because we just went nearby. But then the, la- the first time she rode with me, we, we fell in El Nido. So that's, that's <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so uh, could we take the test and fail epically? Yes, yes. A lot of people fail. You know, we've trained about 117,000 bikers for free uh, to date. That's over the last three years. We've only onboarded 27,000. So, like, more than 60% has failed this exam. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But seriously, I want to I wanna take I that want, test. I want to try it also. Tara, sure. tara, tara, tara. Do we bring our own bikes or are, is there a bike provided? Uh, well, you preferably you, you bring either an underbone or scooter, right? Okay. Because it's going right. to be very difficult for you to do this test with a big bike. Okay. Yeah. Although the HPG guys, they do yeah. it with flying colors. Okay. I, I will say this. I used a 400cc bike. So, major to. All right. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So it's really made for urban conditions. The test is, is how did you come up with the test? So the test is a combination of, um, you know, uh, safety, uh, riding uh, techniques from Honda Safety Training School, um, coupled with a pillion. So, so you worked with Honda to develop this, or did you? How did you get the curriculum for this? Well, the curriculum we created it. We created it. So it was a bunch of different curriculums we put together. But the focus here really is pillion. So there's about five aspects to the course. Um, and each one mimics road conditions. So from bumps to potholes to um, you know uh, weaving in and out of traffic and whatnot. So there are different con- – and also braking. So braking is very, very mm. important. Um, there are certain speeds at certain times. You know, based on our experience, um, there's a lot of contextual – we call it the contextual overspeeding. Uh, meaning it's not really the the road speed, but then when you start weaving in and out or when you're in traffic, there has to be a certain level of speed that you you don't go beyond. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, because so that's where all of the accidents actually come from. About more than 80% of the accidents happen because people start overspeeding, you know, and hitting side mirrors when they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. A good example mm-hmm. is in like Vietnam, right? If you go to those massive, crazy intersections when you have like hundreds of motorcycles just kind of going at it weaving <laughs> in but they're all the same speed and i think every time i'm in one of those massive intersections i think oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die <laughs> but everybody's moving at the same spe- speed and they just mesh through yeah. to each other but if one of them like me is going slower than the rest Do- i will cause a Do- massive Domino accident effect. or if, I'm, if somebody so so that's contextual speeding. Yes. So that's very, very important. I mean, they, you know, you, you need to have a certain mindset to be able to go through that. You know, EDSA is actually relatively safe because yeah. it's nobody, it's a parking lot. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? You hit somebody there and nothing's really going to happen to you. You fall, maybe you get a scratch. The problem is places like Commonwealth, right? Yeah. When you have yeah. like yeah. a yeah. huge yeah. stretch, killer, highway. mm. killer highways, mm. you know, buses like running at, you know, 60 kph, 80 kph, and you have mm. these small vehicles weaving in and out of lanes, and then you get nicked because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, what do you, dead, uh, what do you call that? Um, blind spots. Yeah. So, 
I mean, going back to that concept, no, actually, and it just hit me that one of the reasons that it's safer to ride with a group that you know is also <coughs> kind of this has the same logic because you know the certain the right speed that you're you're comfortable with and and you know how the person in front of you rides. It's kind of same. We're all on the same pace. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What what people always demonize is um, lane splitting. Right. Yeah, lane filtering yeah. is what they call it. But you know, um, for example, California is one of the most progressive motorcycle, yeah. um, you know, <clears throat> the f- regulations in in the world. They've actually uh, legalized already lane splitting or lane mm-hmm. filtering. The problem with lane filtering is not the filtering of the lane. The problem with lane filtering is you're at high speeds and you're in the middle of yes. two lanes. <laughs> that's where you. That's where uh, you're gonna get yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then um, when you are filtering lanes at you know, very low speeds or near stopping speeds. Yeah. That's there's no issue there. Um, as long as you're able to, you well, know, know the bike. distance of yeah. your bikes. Yeah. Oh, I, I um, only filter, and yeah. and Gino is gonna probably uh, kind of come up with some legal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here. But I, I I filter when it's not moving. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. because. Yeah, you know, I know that the bus isn't gonna veer right. I'm gonna, and but when everybody is moving, I go back and I'm behind that bus. I'm behind that. No, truck. definitely, anything be beyond twenty five kilometers, then you you kind of kind of yeah. just go with the flow of the traffic. Yeah. But yes, you're correct. The reason why you go with the group is you have the flow in unison, and you need to go with the flow of the traffic. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears> anything, <throat> whether it's bicycles, you know, or you know, or motorcycles, small agile vehicles, you have to go with that flow. Otherwise, you're going to cause a major accident to yourself and to other people. Now, considering that lane uh, filtering or splitting, I want to... Uh, I think we've had discussions about this look, before. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah. I, I admit, I've, I've, I, I do it, especially if it's stuck in traffic, like I will mm-hmm. do it. Um, especially if the bike fits, go. Uh, but it is legal in, in LA. I, I used to live there and I've, I've, I've seen it. But also something that I've noticed, and I think people might, there's people out there who will point this out, are the lanes are a lot wider there as they are here. But the bikes are a lot yeah. smaller here. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> that's 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 true. True. but but um, but that's is that is that there's no underbones in LA, dude. Yeah, yeah. there's not. <laughs> that, that, that is that is true. So yes. that, that that is not an issue. And it's the people are smaller here too. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. It's not an issue. Um, you know, it's uh, it's confidence with skill. Um, and and the lack of and the the having confidence without skill is what kills you. So confidence oh, coupled with skill. Mm. For example, like we've employed actually a U.S. firm to train our trainers. They do, they do training for the U.S. Marines for motorcycle training, um, and they also handle California and uh, Pennsylvania DMV. They're the largest. Nice, nice. Um, nice. And just a fun fact, right? In two thousand sixteen, uh, sorry, two thousand six. There were more uh, Marines killed in motorcycles than in action, in actual battle. Wow. The problem there is when they're, con- they're trained for battle and they're confident to go to war, but they're confident with the proper skills. That same confidence you put in a motorcycle and they don't know a thing about it, yeah. then that leads to that's certain death. Um, <laughs> so that's been the issue. You know, the issue in the Philippines is really uh, institutional failure over years and years compounded you know do you have 18 million motorcycles okay 99% of that are low income family households you're talking about broad C C2 D&E not even C1 and all of that is really they buy it because that's their path to um, economic freedom the first purchase Mm -hmm. that every low income family household buys in fact one third of all households in the entire Philippines own a motorcycle or purchase it for you know the first a, a, a first mo- a motorcycle is empowering i mean it is but the problem is there's zero schools there's yeah. one yep. school in the entire country which is honda safety driving school they do about 50 per day i've done that for i think all of us here oh, have done yeah. that right course. and yeah. it's a far cry from 18 million and imagine <laughs> these people it's not you can't say na ay kamote sila because they're irresponsible they're trying to take care of their families yeah. that's the only thing that is a, a, a available to them but then we as a country do not give them any form of training mm-hmm. and we expect them to learn how to is to become a yeah. big biker mm-hmm. or you know a safety mindset biker and what's worse is um, you know this is they, they're coming from a tricycle mindset yeah imagine yeah. these guys grew up in a, in tricycles walang helmet Right? Ano yung mga problema ng Walang rules. Walang <laughs> helmet. 
multiple yung sakay, walang right? counter steering and, and walang counter steering, walang skills to balance. Yep, yep, yep. That's all because of tricycles. Right? Mm-hmm. When you're in a tricycle, they see their families, parents grow up. Not a single time was a helmet used. Mm-hmm. Second, a tricycle is essentially a motorcycle, but it carries five passengers. So you mm-hmm. take out the sidecar, it's mm-hmm. the same thing, right? There's no freaking difference, right? And thirdly, they don't have the skill to balance it. So yeah. most of <clears> these guys, the only time they've ever ridden a motorcycle is when they're taking it out of the dealership. Though it's arguable <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. There are a lot of guys who have had the right education, who have had the right kind of exposure, who have the kamote. opportunities, who are Meron doing the same choice stupid <laughs> stuff. Man. Well, th- those I mean, people uh, are just really stupid, yeah. but they're outliers. Majority yes. okay. is. The, what do you expect? In fact, yeah, uh, because because sobrang galing ng Pinoy, <clears throat> they learn to do this by themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They learn to do it by themselves. Yeah, actually, may, may point. Right? Yung mga uh, yan, so, sa tingin nila, sobrang galing na nila. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're, you're changing yeah. the metric for, for success. Yeah. Actually, so, one of my, my, my philosophies and one of the things I've realized when it comes to riding is that when, you're, when you start out riding, you're super safe. Yeah. Right? You, you oh, my, wear your my, helmet my, all the uh, time. I'm, I was, I was wearing my jacket <laughs> every day and my gloves and wearing my, my gear. Not, not Gina. Gina's always fashion. <laughs> 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 underneath the fashion, me and Asha, me safety shy. Super, super always. Safe, <laughs> and super then, safe. after two years of riding, which is, I think, where Gino's at now. <laughs> Fuck shit. You know, Fuck you've, shit. you've done long rides and you've... You bought a suka at the bigger bike and you get more confident but your skill doesn't follow yeah and then you take a you you fall you will take a spill (laughs) on your third year and then you start becoming more safe safe again again. (laughs) and then you know and then again it's a cycle of of ego versus id but on the you know on cost level they people never had the f- the chance the uh, option to learn how to ride properly at saka yung yung sabi ni George it's yung mga kamote na yun, yung mga talagang destructive people they're they're a fraction of the you mean the kamote by choice oh, oh the ang the kamote bike by choice they're they're just a small diba may tunay na rider may tunay na kamote yung mga tunay na kamote maliit lang yun pare but how, how about how about this question? Like you know how the LTO gives you the restriction one and two for the to be able to ride a, a ride a bicycle, yeah. a ride a ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh-huh. How many of those people are actually um, tested to get those? There's no test. There's none. There's no test. Yeah. There's not even a there's not even a written exam specifically for motorcycles. Yeah. They're changing it, no. Um, yeah. Right now we're working with the LTO to come up with some sort of curriculum to and have. Even the existing license holders for the restriction to mm. go back and do the test, yeah. regardless whether you've already been, you know, licensed for years, it yeah. doesn't matter. Tamayan, <coughs> tamayan, um, we're screwed. Yeah. We're, yeah. We'll yeah. fail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. that will take out a lot of motorcycles yeah. on the road. No, there's going to be no more traffic. If they do that with drivers yeah. in oh, general, yeah. it'll take out a lot of drivers so on the road. That's the solution to our traffic problem. Yeah, you make them test. Take, yeah, but there's. <laughs> Wasn't there? I I think I but saw this somewhere. It, oh. I, think I, I think I saw it somewhere. If you're gonna get a, a renewal for your license, whether it's motorcycle or or coche, you're gonna have to take the test. There's there's a certain annoyance. I saw it. I saw it in some Nasa, website. Nung, I saw it alam ko nung panahon ko nag-apply ako for a license required yung practical exam. Eh. Oo, ngayon, Pero men babayar mo lang 200 pesos yung instructor. Ako nga binigay yung yung exam binigay sa akin back when I took my test a long time ago. Um, my answer's not right next yeah. to the question. They've mm-hmm. changed that. I mean, in mm-hmm. fairness to LTO now, if they, they actually have a real test that you take, um, not practical, it's written, mm-hmm. but you need to be able to really strengthen that, especially with motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going yeah, back yeah. to motorcycles, you cannot treat four wheels and two wheels the same way. Yeah. From a regulatory standpoint, and I've said this time and time again in Congress, in Senate, and all the technical working groups, they're completely different animals. They're not, they're, not, they're not supposed to be treated the same way. There's an inherent vulnerability to motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, cars, you have a major accident, you can come out unscathed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motorcycle, you have a minor accident, you can lose a leg. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's really, you're really exposed to the elements. But going back to what you were saying earlier, um, so most of my not counted spills have been in traffic. Right? Somebody rolled over my foot. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God. Or somebody bumped me and I, I just fell on EDSA. But it's not that scary when you're looking at the accidents 
in heavy peak traffic. I've, I <clears throat> am never, I feel safer riding in EDSA than I do in Marilake. For well, example, yeah, yeah, uh, or I feel safer riding during rush that's hour. A bad combi- that's a bad comparative example. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel safer riding yeah. in, uh, in, in, in Edsa during rush hour than I do at like when I do put on my helmets and uh, all of my gear. <laughs> I only do it like when I'm going to ride late at night. Okay, but if I'm going to be riding in peak rush hour, I will have gloves. I will have helmets. I'll have the basics, but I'm not going to go out in full battle armor, okay. right? So there, there, it is a. Edsa is oddly safe <laughs> for riders. No, it is definitely. I mean, if you're running at like an average of uh, 20 kilometers yeah. per hour, I mean, there's it, and unless you really want to be hurt, kill yourself. It's the same effect. From my but, house to Makati, yeah. that's just nine kilometers. It takes me 40 minutes. But you know, it's very <laughs> trivial. Uh. The cost, the major cost of fatalities is, you know, according to the World Health Organization, 90% of all fatalities is because of the improper use or lack of helmet. Yeah. And when I say improper use, it's ridiculous people that put it on top of their head. <laughs> yep. They put it on their elbow. Or wear it backwards. Yeah, we've or, seen that. Or, 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 basket. You know, or yeah. worse, they don't strap it. Yeah, or they yeah. don't strap it well. So it sounds very trivial to somebody like you and me because you and me, we have access to internet. We've gone through the schools we know the safety mindset and to tell you honestly um we we respect the motorcycle in the sense that it's really for the most part right our level it's a lot of recreation a lot of fun um we use it to a certain extent in terms of utility but it's really more of the the previous one i'm talking uh, you yeah. know recreation so um, for me I th- and i think for jolly and buck and even gino yeah it's it started out as recreational, but it is utilitarian. It's, it's yes. the perfect. I ride every day. Yeah. Buster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But imagine the mindset of these guys. They don't really see the motorcycle as a vehicle. It's a tool to get to their economic whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it, the the safety factor. It's not something that they they think about when they're looking at a motorcycle. They're like, I need to get to my job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I need to get to yeah. my work. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to make pasada. I need to earn money. That that's primary to them. Yeah. The motorcycle mm-hmm. is secondary. Where in us, the motorcycle is actually more primary. Yeah. Than we, we have, we have options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? right. I could take an angkas. I could take, I could drive yeah. because you know we we we've got cars. But I choose. Yes. To ride yes. a motorcycle, so which is different from them. That's who why the safety mindset kicks in naturally. But for them, hindi na nila napapansin yun eh. So you really have to go to training and tell them that hey, paulit-ulit yan. Because this, this is, you know, calci- you know, calcified already in their heads. These mm-hmm. bad habits have been calcified for years and years of riding untrained. So I, there, there's a certain... A pattern I've noticed recently, and I think Ankas has played a massive role in this. And if you think of this, this, this lack of education as a virus, right? Ankas has kind of inoculated a certain number of riders because Pansinko recently, if I'm at a stop, you're right, a vaccine. You're a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also yung coronavirus If I'm at a stoplight before all of the bikes would be like, not even, they wouldn't follow the line. They would cross over and almost be blocking traffic that's coming Mm, through. Or not even stop, they just go. Or just go, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, if I'm at an intersection in a stoplight and there are three Ankas riders there stopped on the line, the next bike will be like, oh, I'm tempted to go forward, but no, I will stop at the line and the bike after that. Of course, there is that Kamote guy who wasn't educated, who wasn't, <laughs> no, who will zoom and maybe go around and try yep. to figure out how to circumvent the, the traffic rules. <laughs> but because of the training that these guys have had, <laughs> it's viral. Yeah. Yung mga riders, magwe-break ng sila ng rules kapag may isang nauna na. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Herd mentality pa rin. Maski sa kamalian. No, but you know, uh, you have to... Um, sorry, I forgot my train of thought. Yeah, go ahead, next. But I, I actually have a question, George. You, you mentioned helmets um, uh, a while ago. And there was, uh, there was a thing on, on Facebook uh, about the helmets. Yeah. Uh, so, Angkas, uh, so maybe it's, it's something that you can answer now. 
will only allow Ankas helmets to be used for the passenger. Yes. And explain why. Because there's a lot of people wondering, why can't I use my helmet when, I, when I'm yeah, going to use Gino has service? won many, many beautiful helmets. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, t- talking to us, right? Like, there's five of us here. It's easy to... I, mean, I know you, Iba, you know, Jolly. I know you, your helmet will be nice. You know, it will be good and safe and secure. The problem is when you start doing this for 27,000 or 3 million yes. passengers for that matter, mm-hmm. right? So... Who says that during the actual booking? Who gets to determine that your 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 yep, yep. helmet is of good DOT quality? DOT certified. Yeah. That it's I mean, it's not even the DOT certification or, or or the PS certification or whatnot. It's really more that biker is there, and now I have to train that biker to inspect a helmet. You know, and make sure that, that the helmet is good. And what if, you know, does some idiot biker just happens to, you know, allow you to wear a bicycle helmet? Yung, yung what, is, helmet. what is the liability no, there? So, I mean, I would love, you know, more than anything for my passengers yeah. to freaking buy their own gear. Because if you're gonna do it every day, might as well personalize the hell out yeah, of it, right? Actually. Your own helmet, your own safety gears, your own jacket. Do it. Um, get it from a store. My problem is, first of all, we're in a pilot phase. Everybody's looking at us. There needs to be a way to standardize safety, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, we are looking at options for people to register, right? Will the insurance actually um, allow you to claim if it's somebody else's helmet, right? And you know, how do we now? You know, right now we're teaching the biker safety mindset for riding a bike. Now we're gonna teach him to become a connoisseur of helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's very tricky when you're talking about twenty seven thousand yeah. people that yeah. will be deciding your fate, right? So, on the road. But so, okay, yeah. so my wife rides Ankas almost almost daily. Um, let's say she wanted to buy an official Ankas helmet. Like I mean, I'm not. I know you're not doing it, but yeah. it would be awesome because it, a lot of people depend on Ankas to get to work, and the investment of an Ankas helmet that's their own. Yeah, well, I mean, might be worth it. Like no, they could I buy mean, one from 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 you guys and say the driver doesn't have to. That's an idea down the line. Um, you know, then you can also personalize these kind yeah, of things. Yeah. Um, we're also looking at other certifications like the ECE helmets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know. We're, we're, those are things that we're looking at from an R&D perspective because we buy in bulk and we can probably get EC, EC helmets yeah. you know, way, way cheaper than Showy and what, what's being out there in the, you know, in the, in, in the shops, in the retail outlets. Um, so it's a work in progress. But you know, having a helmet and strapping it on well, number one, first things first, let's educate the public on that. I love the fact that now the public's coming out and saying, I want my own helmet. Yep. At least they're yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. Well, before, they were like, Wala. you don't even have a helmet with yeah. Habal Habal. So the conversation has evolved you know, in such a fantastic... You know, we've, we've gone so far in terms of the safety conversation. And when I get criticized about these helmets, thing, I actually love it because yeah. now the passengers are demanding safety, yeah. which is a far cry from where we were even you know, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of safety, um, I'm a big guy. Jolly's a big guy. And my wife took a picture <laughs> of uh, her Ankas rider, and there's a laminated thing of things that could cause you to like reject a rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason I haven't, I've only used Ankas once, is because I, I have this fear of rejection. rejection yes. <laughs> of being, uh, <laughs> high school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a real concern. You know, you, is, have, you have 100 cc bikes that can only do what, maybe 150 kilos mm-hmm. or something, and you know, already with the bike, and then the person is already like 70 kilos. So what is left for the for the passenger? Um, we got a lot of flack um, from you know this new feature that we added, which is asking your weight range. Um, uh, but okay. that's not relief really to discriminate on anyone. The idea there is to match you with a bike that is appropriate to your weight range. So there are like um, 200 cc bikes that would yeah. put that. So if I if I put like my my real weight honestly uh, onto the app now, 
it would find me like not a, yet. So what we're do- <laughs> not yet. So not we're yet. we're getting this information so that we can create the algorithm to be able to uh, to put mm. this in our code um, so that we can service you better. Now there's two things that we may do. One manual booking of a bigger bike. That of your choosing, because even if you're small, if you're like an N Max, I want an N Max. Right? Yeah, that's true. No, the ride is better. Or we do it automatically. We do it automatically. But the idea is, you need to prearrange this to to avoid conflicts with the driver and the passenger. That's where the the magic happens, right? When the when the driver gets there and you're like, no, sir. And sometimes, you know, no matter how much training you give them for customer support, we have spiels for this so that we can be sensitive to these types of issues. But sometimes, you know, on a hot day, you're the tenth ride, and you know he's hungry and he'll just spurt out stupid things that you know was not part of the script, which causes a lot of trouble and headache for us. So these are again, these are it's not a perfect system um, and we're currently working on making sure that the dev stuff um, alleviates these types of yeah. issues in the future. I remember uh, speaking of <laughs> overweight and uh, motorcycles I have a cheap 15,000 peso 100cc bike which I love and I lent it to these two SOBs and na back ride si Buck and when they rode it they went over a hump and I was riding home, and I was like, why does it sound so much better? Like, <laughs> and this 100cc bike, I was like, Sarapa. And we I realized it, so they had broken it. Tanggal yung tambucho. So there is a need to really monitor yeah. the cap- capability and the weight of what you're going to be putting on yes. these motorcycles and match it it's properly. It's very complicated. Like, again, like I said, you know, four wheels and two wheels must be treated very differently. I do believe there should be two sets of regulations that govern them separately and also two sets of laws because there's safety considerations, there's weight considerations, there's so many things that you need to consider for a motorcycle and not just for the biker but also passenger uh, education um, because, you know, we call them co-riders actually. We want to do away with the word passenger because Passengers are passive. Co-riders, you, ha- you have a responsibility. You know, you need to lean in. You, do, you cannot counter, you know, you know, you know, counterbalance. You need to have the proper balance, at least in the middle of the bike. There's so many things that you need to do as a passenger. Mm-hmm. Look out for potholes. Look out for the obstructions in the roads and whatnot. So these are the things that you need to com- be able to communicate with your biker um, to be able to have a successful ride. And then, uh, unfortunately, admittedly, a lot of people don't know this. Um, you know, even the passenger your safety campaign you know we take take that for granted a lot I mean you'll see it in airplanes nobody really listens to the person you know um, doing the demonstration so it's kind of the same thing but hopefully as more and more people use it um, you know then you know more and more will demand um, for these and, types and of Gino safety Gino learned that stuff. the hard way which one that you don't just look at a mo- small motorcycle and have a back ride right away oh, yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, a yeah. while for it you to build, build it, up it, that it, skill it does take a while and, and it's yeah, I, I, Sana, now I can do it now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but now, but after two years, right? Two, yeah, it took of, a while. Of regular riding. If, yeah, it took a while for, for me to be at least more comfortable uh, to be able to do that. But George, I actually wanted to ask you, um, we've seen you on TV countless times now, uh, the Senate hearings, um, interviews, and whatnot. It bulaga. <laughs> Watch out for my uh, Showtime appearance. Uh, <laughs> sorry. They, they, <laughs> I don't think the public has uh, heard you sing yet. Uh, I know you, lo- you love uh, you lo- you do love to sing. I do have a mic in front of me. Uh, right yeah, now. I know. Uh, but I I was wonder I was wondering how what has developed in terms of where Ankas the pilot um, is along with Joyride. Um, what's the other one? Hit. Um, move, it. move it. Move it. Move it. What what has developed in terms of um, I guess with, with the whole pilot thing and how has there been already talks about what's going to be happening afterwards or what's what where, where are you guys at right now? Yeah, well, because we all reacted. We were yeah, like, we all, everyone, my it, wife was everybody, so sad. Everybody when, was so affected when. And then the next day it's good. Go yeah, again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've we've had a very long and uh, interesting, colorful, uh, complicated journey with the government. This is the <laughs> third time. Every Christmas, these things happen. Um, this is actually the third time that we've had a run-in. Um, and uh, f- 
I guess where they're coming from is that you need multiple players to be able to have better data, um, and these data needs to get validated, and that kind of come from one one provider, um, which I can see the you know the value there. Um, I think moving forward, it looks like the pilot is um, you know all f- you know fu- at full speed, um, full you know full steam you know ahead. Uh, f- and um, we're just um, complying with everything that uh, will make the pilot study successful. Um, and, you know, uh, we'll just be waiting uh, in parallel to make sure that, you know, this really, really gets pushed um, into legislation. Okay. Yeah. So, but, that, I mean, considering it's government, it's still unknown when that will happen. Or is there a target? When, no, when, there's a target. I mean, this year, I mean, hopefully within the next six months or two months, um, you know, we've been working very, very hard. Uh, there are a lot of questions that that, that really <laughs> needs to be answered when it comes to legislating this from a, you know, from a nationwide perspective, right? Like, is, is it just going to be operator-based? Is it going to be app-based? Now, you know, when you amend that law, 4136, that says motorcycles can now be used for hire, then you're talking about every single motorcycle. Now, does LTFRB have the capacity to issue franchises to a million motorcycles mm-hmm. down in Tugigarao, down in, you know, uh, the far reaches, second, third tier municipalities? Mm-hmm. So how does that come into play? So there are a lot of administrative issues that need to be answered um, to be able to make this work uh, realistically. Otherwise, you'll have chaos in the streets and you'll have more accidents, not yeah. because of, you know, I mean, you know, little plug for ourselves, right? Not everyone will be angkas. Not everyone mm-hmm. will be as safety conscious <laughs> as we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we have one of the highest safety records in the world um, against even you know, our big players in the region. Um, so that that has become a benchmark now. And we are talking with, you know, uh, we are seeing what's happening across the entire region. And I think we're very, very competitive, if not better than them. Um, so that's something that we're very proud of. But then when you have, like, for example, a small company in a third-tier municipality, they may not care so much about a lot of these safety standards. So one is to standardize. Number two, how? Is it going to be free-for-all or is it going to be just operator-based? What about labor what about taxation what about all those things so there's a lot of things that needs to be uh, considered you know it's not as simple as just mm-hmm. allowing them to go on the streets yeah. and we've learned this you know i was very um idealistic in the beginning what's the you know what's the delay all about just freaking you know amend that one line yep, and yep, we're done yep. but we've been running this for three years and it's complicated and if i would have to have it my way no small company should be running motorcycle taxis because you're going to be killing a lot of people. Okay. So regulation is really important, but it's the right regulation. More important than, and for me, more important than any other public utility vehicle because you have a chance with buses, you have a chance with you know, MRTs, you don't have a chance with motorcycles. One mistake, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You were saying the, the, that motorcycle for higher law. So I remember back in the day, like you, you'd had those promos for pizza or whatever that it's thirty minutes or less, and then yeah. and <laughs> super unsafe, right? Yeah. Now, right and now, right? And these riders, you see them on the road before, not anymore. I, I think because I think it's changed. The the, the culture has changed. Yeah, but you see them on the road trying to kill themselves because if they again, pay for it, is that that's is that true? They that pay it for is it. the rider that is penalized. Yeah. For being late, being well, not late, but thirty minutes uh, over being over yeah. thirty minutes. That's horrible. So but this is what this is what the guy told me, right? And I still yeah. paid him regardless because he said that he's gonna get charged for it. So I I don't have that as a confirmed, uh, uh, you know, uh, confirmed yeah. thing. But then yes, I, I from so what the, I heard, they were doing the pay for. So it. we're talking about the incentive for the rider. What incentivizes? An uncast rider to be a safe rider. What I mean, there is there's no is there. It's the other way around, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually the penalty, right? The, the 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 threat of being taken out of the platform because, you know, we safety now is a tool 
to earn a living. Mm-hmm. That's how we structure their entire, I guess, philosophy around motorcycle taxis. Yeah. If you're not safe, we kick you out of the platform. If you're less safe, we take out your incentives. You, we suspend you. So that one five that you're earning for your family um, that amounts to forty five thousand to sixty thousand a month is gonna get obliterated. Wait, what? How much? They do one five a day. What? One thousand five hundred. Yes. So What's your talent fee here, Aiba? Uh, not zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero. Um, we might be better off just uh, applying. Goodbye, everyone. See you on my uh, first Angkas trip. No, so forty-five yeah. grand a day. No, no, no. I mean, forty-five grand a, a month. month. So, so it's um, it's that. It's the fear of that being taken away. You know, most Filipinos. It's just they're not given the right tools. See, we always wonder, "Oy, bakit pag nasa America yung Pinoy gumagaling, umaasenso, <laughs> nagiging artista, celebrity because of the 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 tools." You need to give them the right tools. You need to train them properly, give them the right tools, um, and and they will perform. They'll perform like productive citizens of this, you know, contribute like productive citizens in, in, in our country. Now, the safety is that tool, right? That's why they have that safety mindset. And if they don't have that safety mindset, they can't take care of their families. And mm-hmm. 30% of our fleet used to be tambais, yeah. right? Like... You All know, of a sudden, they're empowered. They're, they're proud. Empowered, they're proud. Yeah. They're they're feeding their families. They're getting and that's earning what they really want to do res- and a respectable living. Yeah, yeah. More so more I than s- some managers of you know of, yeah, of yeah. companies. And yeah. I see them. They're very like you know they they're proud of the colors that they wear. Yeah. They're, it's always very you know like uh, the opposite of me. They're very like prim and proper, and they're like <laughs> you know parang sumdalo sila. <laughs> Yung outfit nila. What five a day? Jolly's an engineer. And he, he's, he's been make, working. I make way less. <laughs> it's three times minimum wage, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is for full-timers. For part-timers, they do what? From like 800 on average? And it's the it's still almost double the minimum wage. Almost. It's the opposite of the incentive of, let's say, a bus driver. The bus driver is basically kind of like that 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 old pizza delivery guy. Yeah. Yo, oh. yeah. Because, because of he, the boundary because system. Because of the boundary system. Yeah, but the boundary system is a real killer, I think, yeah. in my personal opinion, right? I mean I'm not a regulator, I'm not an expert yeah, in yeah, regulating yeah. public transport. But for me, pag nagahabul ka ng boundary, medyo mabigat. And it's exacerbated because of the traffic situation. Because you can only do so much rides, right? Mm. You can only take in so much customers. Uh, fix na yung capacity ng bus mo. Yes. All right, so h- how do we apply? Wow. I heard there's a cap. <laughs> there uh, is a cap, unfortunately. So right now, you, we, you, we can't. Enough. Wait a few months. When it becomes a law, then it's uh, hopefully I, open for everybody already. But George, you know, when, when ang is in the news, um, even in just in social media, the reaction from the public is really strong and supportive and yeah. supportive towards Ankas. It's very rare that you hear something that's that's um, negative, or at least the motorcycle taxi in general. That's that's what they're they're, they're very supportive about. Are you? Uh, what's your reaction and how much support that you get from people who don't even ride Ankas? They just they just like the idea that there's that option. So I, I think um, this is a testament to the to the I guess the the health crisis of, of you know that's that's really gripping our, our our metropolitan right and this is not an issue of just Metro Manila this is happening in every single progressive city in this country yeah. we do not plan for congestion um, and there's a big delay in terms of infrastructure to be able yeah. to get it right um, so that that becomes that interim solution so people see this I mean they they you know it, it, these transport options especially small agile vehicles is very important for urban life because just you know getting from BGC to Makati will take you one hour and that's three kilometers away yeah. it will take three you 30 minutes away, to walk right and so what happens you park your car and then you have meetings between both and you take a motorcycle yeah it's very efficient um, it's affordable and 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 that response is not necessarily uncast but it is a it is an a testament to that to that crisis People, you know, want everybody to realize that we know that there's a crisis and we need to be able to find solutions and be part of the solution, not a problem, not the problem. You know, what I, the thing about riding is what I realize is it's that it's like owning a time machine because 
when I take off, and if you think of time as, uh, you know, the theory of relativity, yeah. when I leave my house and I go to Makati, everybody in a car, everybody commuting, also, it'll take them two hours. Feeling. Traffic. Yeah, no, it'll take them two hours, <laughs> yeah. right? It'll take them two hours. Do to you get wave to at them as <laughs> you swing by? <laughs> Bye. See you later. <laughs> me, Suckers. it takes me 30 to 45 minutes to get there. That means I'm traveling at a different time. You than know, everybody else. You know, Iba, Gina, right? I mean, you're talking about the response of the population. What you don't see is how the population or how our society is crippled by traffic. Every single major decision that you make in your life right now has, has one pillar of it is because of traffic. If you are looking for your future wife or future husband, you're living in Alabang, you'll already scratch out Quezon City because it's a long <laughs> distance relationship. Wait, 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 wait. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, hold, so on, hold on, My, my wife, yeah. she yeah. lived in Antipolo. Yeah. yeah. The only reason... True love, yan pare. No, the only love. reason that we got together was because that was the first Popeye's chicken. <laughs> And oh, every time I would pick her up, we, we discussed Papa. I love Papa's. <laughs> was because she would always have biscuits. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny, right? But then that's your family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, friendship, right? For example, you need to be close to your friends. Otherwise, you're not going to travel two, two hours nope. just to see a friend on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. And this is just on relationships, right? What about careers, schools? You know, when, when you know, I have a car, but then a lot of people have to commute. They don't think about the merit of the school. They think about what the commute time of sure. the kid should Kawawa be. Yeah. Yung bata. Yeah. For yeah. work, you know, uh, how many times have we moved offices and I've had drop-offs and you know uh, people you know quitting on me because it's just too far. Mm-hmm. And that's your career, professional career choice. Yeah. These are very real, major life decisions that you make and it's caused by traffic or hindered or hampered by traffic quality and of that, life that yeah. is the reason yeah. like i've I, always been saying this in a lot of my interviews right um traffic and congestion is not just 3.5 billion pesos a day productivity issue as jica put it this is an affront and attack on the quality of life of every filipino and the reason why you need to spend freaking uh, four to six hours a day of your life in a car park on a road is ridiculous. It's really downright stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. I mean, for us, guys, yeah. we almost have an extra three hours a day, mm-hmm. right? Because we ride. Yeah. I mean, how does that impact your yeah. life? What do you do with that extra three hours? You sleep a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, there's. I, I can't tell you how many times before before David I even jewel. started. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I I would not go to mga gatherings, mga brakada gatherings or whatnot because of the traffic. Yeah. yeah. But on the bike, I don't have that much of an excuse because I, I I do will make the, I, I will make the effort. But now. you can't drink. You so know, I mean, me neither. My my ano naman eh, my give and take yeah. yeah but at least yeah. you get to spend time with with your with your friends and family. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, it, it it truly empowers people. And I think that's why George here is uh, honorary two-niner rider. <laughs> honorary, <laughs> honorary. <laughs> Until he gets to ride one of it. What bikes do you have? He does ride, but not as not as often as he, he would he want. He uh, yeah. <laughs> That, that yes. doesn't count. The next time we have him here, he, he will definitely be two-niner rider because we'll for, force him to ride one of his many motorcycles. Uh, speaking of bikes, pala, what are the bikes that puede sa angkas? Just in case our listeners and and the the the, the cap has been lifted. Well, right now there's um there's actually. It's still a study. So mm-hmm. right now they have this uh, cap. Well, they have this requirement of 100 to 105 cc. Ah, so okay. so a 200 cc bike hindi po yun. Hindi na po yung ayon. So as, as so far. Right? And then like a modified bike. Hindi uh, no. I mean, like if I like for example, my 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 Vespa is. It's supposed to be 150 cc, but it's got like 180 cc. <laughs> so it's. Probably not safe enough to be to pass your standards, no. Yeah, so I mean, the idea there is, you know, you don't. We have a sixty kph of you know speed limit, yeah. so there's no use for you to have such a big bike. However, engine. Yeah, yeah. However, um, there is a case to be made for bigger bikes being more comfortable and having yes. more features. Like the yeah. one five five has ABS, has all mm-hmm. of these new mm-hmm. features coming out. You don't see that in one smaller, two five smaller, smaller bikes. bikes. Uh-huh. So it's still a study. I mean, we are in the process of like 
like discussing this. I mean, based on our experience, there's really no correlation of accidents to there's no uh, accidents don't have any correlation to CCs. It's correlation to stupidity yeah. and other <laughs> matters, not not the CC of the bike. So, um, if you're running the bike, uh, using the bike properly, your your mindset, you have that safety mindset in mind. Then, then you should be okay at whatever CC, even 400 CC, 600, 1,200. Was that the 150 CC cap from you guys or from the TWG? That's from the, t- the new TWG, yeah. Okay. 150, right? 155. 155. 155. 1150, you right? That's zero. All right. Um, well, George, thank you. I know you're super busy with your with all of the work you're doing with Ankas. Uh, not only pioneering this 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 field also pushing for regulation making sure riders are safe making sure passengers are safe co-riders uh, co-riders yes there you go thank you co-riders are safe thank you for enough for joining us on 29 rider and we ask this of all of our guests and i'm pretty sure that the answer doesn't we can edit this out <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get here here? Yeah. Oh, I took a car. I have to work in yeah. between uh, in between and, car and, rides. And play bejeweled. Yes, and play bejeweled. Yes. <laughs> All Which right, I and, suck in. And that <laughs> is it for our Ankas 29 Rider episode. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Gino. Hope we see you again. George, we've got to see you on the road on two wheels, not just in four wheels and talking about it. And this is Iba and Jolly Alarcon and Bak Pago. Signing off. Peace. Ride safe. Bye bye. Ivo Bernardo here from Tuna Rider, and I'd like to thank Podcast Network Asia for supporting our podcast. You can check them out at www.podcastnetwork.asia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.